This is the Night Elsa Spell Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm JP. And I don't know if I have a witty thing to, to say. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing witty today. <laughs> Nothing witty. It has been a long couple weeks. So Door County is shutting down. It's in the process of the woes of, but Fall Fest just happened. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah, it was like, pretty busy. It's one of the busier Fall Fest I have seen in a while. In a while, I think. Okay. Yeah. I heard there was like a rumor that like 40,000 people might have gone about it. Dude, it was crazy. We went down on, I don't remember, Saturday, of course. Yeah. Let's pick the biggest time. We got down there about 9.30. And probably about 10, 10.30, we went walking across the road right before the parade. And I think it was either Malachi or Gabby looked up the road and she goes, this is busier than Disney World. <laughs> we, we just went to Disney World. Like, this is big, busier than Disney World. And I, go, and I looked down the street and I was like, man, it is. It feels like when they do the light show at the end of the day. Yeah. And everybody's packed on Main Street and Disney. That's well, what it felt like. Sure. It yeah, was if crazy. If you're down by the park or Al Johnson's and you look up the hill... It's noticeably not as busy down that way. And then mm-hmm. you look up the hill, it's just packed with people. Because there's a big stage that goes across the road that they have the yeah. band. And a lot of people hang out at Husby's and The Bull, which are like two big restaurants in Sister Bay. Yeah. And then Sunday, we were there because of the Soapbox Car Derby. Mm-hmm. And it was, I'm sure, a lot of hungover people weren't showing oh, up. Sure. And the weather wasn't no, great. It, wasn't it was like great. kind of rainy off and on a little bit. So, yeah. But, yeah. But it turned out well, though. I mean, it, it was busy at the restaurant, and obviously all the lodging was full. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was a good weekend, but well, tiring. Yeah, and then for the past three days, we had really high winds. Huge winds. Like 50-mile-an-hour sustained winds. Yeah, crazy amount of wind. Like yeah. so much so that I have like three or four baskets in my backyard. Every one of them got knocked over. <laughs> so this coming weekend is the fall 50 which is a big 50 mile like mm-hmm. it's a relay race but there's some ultra marathoners that'll do it you know solo yeah and so they have they have all these porta potties set up up in gills rock so as i'm on mill route there's a like a little stable of like 10 of them six out of 10 fell over from the oh. wind so i was like oh that's gonna be nasty yeah hopefully they weren't used yet yeah hopefully <laughs> oh man that's bad so all right well social media Tor underscore disc underscore golf or night underscore owls underscore pod or doordisc.com. And then you can find everything out there and then door disc golf on YouTube. Um, this one will not be recorded, but uh, we're going to try to get better at making sure we record them. We keep saying this, but I promise it's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm then, just trying to figure out how to get my camera downloaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we have uh, Ben Karoski down in Green Bay helps us with editing these. Um, so he's been very, you know, helpful with it. And we just got to get these massive amounts of data to him <laughs> some yeah. way, shape, or form. And I sent it to him, transferred it to him. So compressed it, then transferred it to him. It was still 10 hours to, send the to data. transfer it to him, oh my just God. to send the data. It was crazy. So we'll find a better way, or we'll keep doing it that way. We'll just be a little more efficient about it, like load it up before we go home or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that um, be good. Like drop it on my computer, and then I can just send it down to them. <laughs> but that's like 15 hours worth of data <laughs> yeah, to send. It's crazy. So we'll figure it out, you know, one way, shape, or form. Um, so if you have any questions or you want to send us your bags that we can look at and see if we can mm-hmm. poke fun at it or give you some suggestions, let us know if you have any Topics or interviewees that you would like us to get on, just let us know. And you can hit us up at throw, and that's JP opening his water bottle again. Yeah. It's so loud. Goodness. <laughs> Did you think you would bring a different one to this? That's, I, it's this or I have another one that's probably equally as loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, you can send it at throw at doordisc.com or just hit us up on uh, the Instagrams. Um, mm-hmm. All right. How do you feel about buying discs on Amazon? I don't know if I've ever done it. Mm-hmm. I was just looking on Amazon because I, I just typed in. It's funny. I typed in MVP. First thing that popped up was MVP glitch and then like whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you get on there and all of a sudden it's, uh, let's see, a bunch of like movies. Like it, there's a movie called MVP that's got like a chimp. 
Bernie. Oh, you've never seen MVP? No. Oh, it's a good There's one. some books. Uh, MVP 2. Like, there's just a bunch of different things. But then it has, you know, the MVP discs and uh, backpack and... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because I don't know if these are shops um, putting them up, if it's actually MVP putting them on. There should be a sold buy underneath the list. Yeah, that's what I was curious about. So, I mean, I'm not opposed to discs being on Amazon because, I mean, it's kind of the same concept as going to a Walmart or something, a big box store and buying mm-hmm. them. It's just something that I don't necessarily ever think about because I would just rather go buy them directly from the company themselves or another, you know, mm-hmm. um, store, you know, just, just a dedicated disc shop. Like, yep. Yeah. So the the reason why I brought that up is because I've been setting up an Amazon seller account. Yeah, yeah. And it is incredible the resistance that disc golf companies have to allowing people to sell on Amazon. So hmm. certain companies have, uh, manufacturers have basically strict, like, no way, no how, you will lose your wholesaler um, license or your wholesaler agreement if you sell on Amazon. We even only, if you're an independent store doing that? Even as an independent store. Wow. So you're selling yeah. a, for instance, Dismania. Like, if if I sell a cloud breaker on Amazon, they find out I can't sell Tismania anymore. Okay. So there's some really stringent restrictions. I understand the merit of why, but I don't understand the the withitness of mm-hmm. it because the goal of any wholesaler is to sell discs, correct? Yeah. Right. <laughs> the goal of any retailer is to sell discs, whatever widget it is. Mm-hmm. Why would a wholesaler handicapped handicap their front lines of selling discs by saying you can't sell on certain platforms? I don't know. Just don't get it. So I've been trying to figure out like why, 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 like racking my brain of why, you know, because the amount of steps that we have to go to in order to be an efficient seller on Google, an efficient seller on Amazon, Facebook Marketplace, like all these things, it's a lot of steps. Sure. And once you get them set up, it's a lot of work just to keep them active and appropriate for the changing bylaws that they have. So I just look at some of these manufacturers that are saying you can't sell online Uh outside of just your own web address. just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why not allow me to sell it anywhere and everywhere that I possibly can? Yeah, unless they themselves are trying to sell stuff on Amazon and they feel like it's just more competition. Yeah, but we already have a map agreement. Like, we already have a manufacturer's agreement with them of the lowest possible prices we can sell something at. Mm -hmm. So why would that matter to them? You know, because they can lower the prices however low they want to and sell. We can't. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I know it's a protectionist mentality. I have to protect the brick-and-mortar stores. I have to pr- protect so, you know, so people will come into our shop. Yeah. But I'm also thinking the brick-and-mortar store, like myself, it handicaps me because I can't reach out to other, you know, demographics. Demo- well, yeah, I mean. Man, it's late. I can't <laughs> figure. I always have word issues, but I can't reach out to new markets. Yeah. And markets that are outside of my geographical location. Sure. So it's it's weird to me. So anyways, I was just going through that. <laughs> Over the last two days, I've been just hmm. kind of futzing with it and figuring it out. And some companies are fine with it. Some aren't. Some allow you to sell on some places but not on others. Like some will sure eBay or, yeah, you can sell them on Amazon but not on eBay. Yeah. Like it's weird thing. Well, I oh, so I remember... Oh man, was it the there's some I remember Discmania was having this problem where um what was the deal? Oh, they were releasing having new releases mm-hmm. and people were going on eBay and putting these discs out on eBay for like 
astronomical amounts of money before they actually dropped. Mm -hmm. And they caught wind of it and dropped people as yeah. retailers. Yeah. So, I mean, I I could kind of see that being a problem. Like you're putting out new discs that aren't supposed to be out yet or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that's an integrity thing. And I think yeah. the contract we sign with them states that we can't do that. Mm -hmm. That we have to sell them for whatever price it is. We can't turn around on a secondary market yeah. and sell them for more. Because it's like, yeah, you're like, they held out so much of their inventory. Like they had said mm -hmm. that they bought for this much and then they're scalping it off or yes. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, but then again, like once they're in the market, they're in the market. Like right. who's to dictate what someone can sell? I mean, we have a contractual agreement, mm. but you know, when I sell it on to the next person or let's say I buy it from the shop and turn around and sell it for five times the price. Like, who cares, I guess? Well, yeah, I mean, because you, you made the original purchase. Right, right. So, I mean, that disc is now yours to own or do whatever you want with it. Yeah, but it, it was mine to own from the beginning. Like, I bought it from, well, that's true. Right, you know, Dismania. So, and I know there's a contract there. I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah, like, yeah. I get it. I think there is some a certain level of dishonesty there mm -hmm. that certain people have. And maybe it's not dishonesty. Maybe it's true capitalistic thought or free market thought, you know, that it doesn't matter if someone's going to buy it, I'm going to sell it for this much. Yeah. You know, and truly like I get that I'm, I'm for it, no issues, but I just don't understand why they don't, why manufacturers don't make it, make it more upfront or more honest on their end and give everybody the same chance and not mm. pick and choose the dealers that can and dealers that can't. Because that's what Dis Dismania has. Okay. Is there are dealers that can sell yeah. on certain channels and there are dealers that can't. Why? You know, like, give us all the same chance. Sure. So, mm. and let's see who does better because it's only going to make the market better. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, if there's that competition there. If there's no competition there, it's going to be what it is always. You know, so. Right. Anyways, that's all. Okay. <laughs> That was my gripe. Yeah. Unless you have more to give to it. I just, no, was, no, no. It's my kind of little soapbox there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I guess, yeah, like I've never, I never really think about going on Amazon to buy discs. I think I've like looked just to see maybe if they had something that was hard to find. Sure, sure. Because I don't know how many people actually go on there to buy stuff. But Yeah, I mean... I think it's becoming more and more. I think little by little manufacturers like dynamic discs is all over Amazon. We can't sell as individuals. We can't sell like as door disc golf. I cannot sell on Amazon yeah. from dynamic discs unless that's changed. But when I first started, but it was like 2017 when I first opened that account, we couldn't. Okay. The only thing we could do was basically sell through brick and mortar or through our website. And mm -hmm. that was it. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, and I'm sure there's some changes that have come, but like that's the way of the market right now. Yeah. Like to support a shop, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's a lot of money. You know, I think about how well the shop would be doing if there wasn't a brick and mortar. Like it'd be doing great. But then again, we wouldn't have all the walk ins. We wouldn't have the exposure for the community. Yeah. And that's what we're there for. Yeah. It's really growing the sport. So it's kind of the fill the dreams, <laughs> you know, mentality. Like we build it, people will come. come. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. We can, I can always pick something to, fuss about sure so all right throw our hanger flipper what'd you buy oh that's a good segue mm -hmm, from flipping mm -hmm. discs to flipping discs yeah. <laughs> uh actually i didn't buy anything this week wow good for yeah, you yeah i held out um, he's shaking right now <laughs> <laughs> the trembles like going through dts yeah oh god um, you haven't brought anything into the shop recently either to buy back i was thinking that like our used disc bin is getting pretty low is it really yeah. oh yeah. man <laughs> there just hasn't like been anything really that has caught my eye or like I've really wanted to like, mm -hmm. throw. I feel like I've gotten everything I need right now. That you're going to do the cart thing, huh? That you're going to do the cart thing. What's that? You're going to buy a cart. I have a cart. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, that's right. You bought the cart. That's right. I did buy the cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just haven't. Yeah, February's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> this is one of the slowest times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually it's like December, January, and February. There's not a lot of movement. And then February, I mean, yeah, November, December, January. And then February hits, 
and all the new, you know, this that's and new true. that comes out, like player stamps and yeah, all these new things come out. That mm. is tr- very true. That stuff. I don't know. That's always so funny because it's like they try to like get the market up again. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like end of the year, usually like right now, like we were just looking at, like they're going to have the Ricky Uesaki like tour champion Raptor yeah. Eye stuff. Like all the end of year like accolades and all that stuff mm-hmm. will be coming out. And then it's like, well... And then, yeah, all the signings will happen, and then yeah. those, like, new signature discs and everything will be... Yeah, they'll always drop well, those little discs that'll, you know, yeah. spark the market a right. little bit. Right, like, when then, Dickerson signed, he had the new buzzes with, like, the robot chicken on Those are sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be neat. I, I don't see... I mean, obviously, I... I've said this over and over again. I don't think there's anybody that moves discs except for Paul Macbeth. I mean, you will get people that do stuff, you know, like... Um, Simon and Eagle, you yeah. know, they'll drop stuff every once in a while that people will just latch on to. Mm-hmm. But it's such a guess now, you know, like with the Cloud right. Breakers being a stock run now, like what's going to yeah. be, you know, what's going to be next for him? And the Iron Samurais are kind of flops. Like people just aren't yeah. behind the Iron Samurais. Like, I don't know. There's like two weeks till the new four, the fours come out. Yeah. That's crazy. And there wasn't even a hype between behind the threes. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, so. It's well, I think there was kind of hype because it was the new Discmania plastic. Yeah. So like the new sea line, just to see new color, you know, color glow. Right, right. But they dropped them so close to each other, like the MD3 and the yeah. Iron Samurai. They dropped them so close to each other. That's, yeah. I mean, they were what like two and a half weeks apart, three weeks apart, or something like yeah. that. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember how long, how far apart they were. Yeah. But yeah, but who knows? I, I don't know. Like it just for some reason. It, they don't have the allure that you mean. I remember the first, like that first Cloudbreaker ran that run that came out in the new plastic, just like that. It was gone. Oh yeah. And then what else was it? The Sky Gods. Yeah. Like the very first when they first came back, like they were gone. Mm-hmm. Then we got the restock of them. They're still sitting there. Yeah. You know. And it's the same thing with like the tilts and the full tilts. Like they were gone immediately. And then the full tilts, I got a second run of them. And I assumed as soon as I post them up, they'd be gone. I haven't had a single order yet. Yeah, it's crazy. I think a lot of people are just thinking that because we all ever, it was explained to everybody like this is the only this run, is the that, last run, and then also they're releasing more, and yep. people got them, and they're like, "Well, why do I need more?" Yeah, because it's exactly. like a novelty disc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and that's it. Yeah, they are a useless disc. I mean, essentially, it's a useless disc. Yeah. So to, you know, say that this will be the last time we ever produce them. And then a month later, <laughs> this will be the last time we ever produce them. Yeah. You know, how, how how long can you play that card? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I think I think there's some honesty that's missing in their marketing now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's weird. I want to see if or remember UC's gone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So maybe someone else at the range is like, yeah, we'll make more. Yeah, let's, let's just drop it. them. Let's yeah. keep them going. Keep them going. I don't know. That's kind of it. Weird could thing. be. I. I highly doubt UC is actually taking a back seat. Yeah. I think he's just probably out of the spotlight right now. Yeah. But who knows? I, I don't yeah. know the details of it. But yeah, it's, it is interesting. I mean, it's fascinating for us. Like, it's great because I was like, I didn't get a full tilt and yeah. I love just throwing stuff on the wall. Right. And I was like, oh, now I can buy a full tilt. And I got a cloud breaker, so I wasn't, but yeah, you know, it was I, just kind of like, cloud oh. breakers are okay. Yeah, they are, they are what they are. I was yeah. never a huge cloud breaker fan as it was. I got the original like signature series cloud breaker. Yeah. Cause I, there was a couple really beautiful ones and I was like, ah, I'll have to buy those. But yeah. Outside of that, you know, so, but what I bought kaleidoscope judges. Okay. So dropping on the site tomorrow and we're oh, buyback wow. stores. So we, since we've had them, we've been selling them. So I think yeah. we're down to about six left. Cool. So when they go up on the shop, but they're a Supreme orbit and they have like this, it's a very busy stamp and it's a lot of DD. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not a DD fan, they're not going to be for you. But um, on the top of the disc, there's just a crud ton of stamps, like little DD stamps in oh, kind of really? like concentric circles. Yeah. yeah. They're really cool looking. Um, I, I I fell in love with them. Like they're they're busy though. And that's usually not my style, like really plain. Yeah. A lot of times I'll even wipe the stamps on my putters, but these I like. So huh. we'll see how much I like them when I start putting with them. Yeah, but. that's weird because if there's a lot of foil from the stamps, like I don't know how I'd like that feel. Yeah, they're just little. It's not a solid foil. Yeah. Like they're still grippy and I don't, they don't stamp all the way to the edge where I hold them. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. but I could see how that could be. 
that yeah. could be an issue. So, and those were with throwers. So, I'll use them this weekend because we got the tournament. So, nice. uh, all right. So, preview we're going to go over the Pro Tour Championship. We'll talk about the winners. Um, and we'll talk about some records. Mm-hmm. We'll talk player of the year. And we'll talk a little big money skins match at Eagles Crossing. And then we do not have a listener bag analysis this time. Um, we we might have one or two. <laughs> yeah, just it's late. I gotta get up early in the morning, and we have been. <laughs> I've been going all day. I've been. I've been going like since like six o'clock this morning. So, um, so yeah. we're gonna have to just skip this one. And then most likely we will have a random question, and then shop updates. So let's get back to the Pro Tour Championship. So Pro Tour Championship just happened. Um, it is a knockout, so it divides field in half in every round, and it ended up being five rounds total with the plans, correct? Friday, Saturday. Wait, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Yeah, Sunday? I thought it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so four rounds total? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the plans. Well, yeah, the, there's the plans, and then the women's was shorter. Mm-hmm. They only well, had fewer is half. Fewer, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was... Who moved on? I forgot right away who moved on. We had talked about it last week. Yeah, it was Gilbert. Oh, because it was Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, it was Wednesday. It was the plans. Yeah, so Gilbert and... Coling. Coling, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I didn't really pay attention until the last day. Um, I mean, I paid attention enough. Right. I didn't really pay attention. I know that um, Katrina Allen and Scoggins... No, Scoggins was in the final. Yep. Scoggins and Missy. Yeah, it was Scoggins, Missy... Um, Tatar and Pierce, right? No, P- no Pierce got knocked got out fifth. second round as yeah. well. Yep. I can't think of who the other, who the fourth is. Um, <laughs> I just watched it. I know. Just watched I, it. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, I was just. Well, nevertheless, yeah. um, Tatar ended up coming out on top. Um, and then Waisaki on the men's side ended up coming out on top. So both. So Tatar won, set a earned money record, not just for FPO. But for disc golf. For disc golf. Yeah. Earned money. It was like $103,000 in one season. Then Waisaki finishes about four hours later <laughs> and beats her by two, two grand. Yeah. Two grand. So if she wouldn't have been hurt with her elbow for those, what, like four tournaments? Yeah, like yeah, three or four. And let's say she held her record of staying on the podium. She would have easily had that. Yeah. Would have kept it. Yeah. I mean, that's phenomenal. That's wild. Yeah. So here's my question to you with those two things keeping in mind. Is the FPO division now where it should be? Not where it should be. Yeah, like all this talk about we need equal pay, we need equal airtime, we need to be treated more like the men. Um, this isn't. It's interesting because let's say I think this is one. Of, like, this is kind of like an outlier situation. Like Kristen just dominated. Mm-hmm. If she didn't have as good of a season, she wouldn't have earned as much money. And because I mean, payouts are still way less than what the men are. No, they're not. Well, I mean, no, they're not. Go look back and look. They're still quite a bit lower than men's. No, they're not equal. Well, they're not equal because they're not the same amount of money coming in. I know that's what I'm saying. So that's what that's what my point is. Is that? But how can the top player in FPO and the top player in MPO only miss two thousand dollars apart? Same number, almost the same number wins between the two of them. I'm just checking something real quick. Sure. This is boring. But <laughs> yeah. Well, the re- the reason I ask is because we and my heater just turned on in an upstairs. So the reason I ask is you you probably hear a hum in the background. That's why. <laughs> oh boy, that's pretty loud. It, it will sounds loud on this. Yeah. Um. There's 10 players with the name last name Waisaki. I don't believe that. No. <laughs> a bunch of people making names okay. up. Ricky only played 19 tournaments. Sure. Kristen played 22. Okay. I mean, that that moves it a lot closer. Right. Okay. So, I mean, that kind of offsets it a little bit. Sure. But if you go back and look, 
equivalent of how many players play in FPO division compared to. So, and that's money equivalent that comes in. Because fair is not equal, and equal is not fair. No, that's true. Is that right? I mean, yeah. so if, and we'll just, we'll be real dumb with it. Let's say the men's division brings in $20. The women's bring division brings in $10. Mm-hmm. Just to play, just from the players paying their entry fees. Yeah. And the men's players get paid out, what is it, 80% of that or something like that, whatever that is? Something like that. So let's say it's 18 bucks, And then the women's players get paid out, or 16 bucks, and the women's player gets paid out 8 bucks. I mean, that seems fair, right? I, I mean, that's I fair and equitable, right? Sure. So now you're seeing the women's players get... Same exposure on TV for the most part on coverage, right? And you're seeing the same monies for the most part being paid out. I would say they get the same exposure. There's more, um, there's more companies post production covering MPO than FPO. Sure, sure. I mean, but that's by contract, that's by the company's choice, right? It is. But the Pro Tour, oh, I mean, airtime bodies, yeah. They give the same airtime, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you could say that about, like, I don't know, sponsorships or sure. photographers or, you know, yeah. like, sure, there's more people taking pictures of. But then again, it goes back to the equitable and fair thing. Like, there are twice as many male players as there are female players, right? There are, yeah. So, well, in the mixed division well, yeah, compared like, to the female well, division. right, like female divisions usually capped at like 40 players or something like that around there. Well, it's, it's not yeah. capped. It's always open. It's just they usually cap it once the field gets to a I certain guess. point. There's always those time cutoffs, yeah. right? So, you know, and the anomalies are like the throw pink women and those things like that, the, the women-specific events or the mm-hmm. female-specific events. So, I mean, maybe I'm getting a lot of people mad at me right now, but I'm super happy with where it's at. Now, I can't speak as on a female division, but compared to what it was, compared to now, and then you see someone like Tatar bringing home sets the all-time paying record, and then you compare it to what FPO had been making in the past. I mean, like... She made more in this event than Elaine King made oh, yeah. know, in, in her, her most career. winning season, you know, in what was it in her career? Uh, at one point, I thought they said career, but I don't know. If yeah, that, it could very it well could be. Very well be. Yeah. So, or maybe, know, or maybe three times the amount of money, like that was her top season. Maybe right. that's what it was. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, we talk about like the WNBA. We kind of make fun of that a little bit because the NBA subsidizes it. Yeah. And, you know, the three to 500 people they have in stands, maybe a thousand, you know, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. You know, I, I don't think it's the same because I think there's a larger fan group proportionately for FPO than there is for the WNBA. Uh, you know what I sure. mean? Sure. I would assume that would be the case. I think there's a more dedicated following for them. Mm. But I think it's that same thing. I think the Pro Tour, the MPO side, the Mixed Pro Open, is kind of subsidizing a lot of what's happening. And the membership is kind of subsidizing a lot of what's happening in the FPO. Or it's added cash from sponsors sure. and things like that. You know, that gets split up equally, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, for me, like, I like where it's going. Sure, it could keep going. It could keep going up. I'd love to see same payouts and all that stuff. But there's also a business aspect behind it that I think a lot of people forget when they talk about stuff like that. Right. So I know the biggest thing that I just know um, equal pay wise right now is the U.S. men's national team for soccer and the women's national team just signed mm-hmm. contracts for equal pay no matter you know oh, across really? the board. Yeah. So depending on it doesn't matter how because U.S. women's for the longest time has been considered the best team. I mean, sure. I think England right now is better, but yeah. So they just signed a deal that says. They're getting both teams are getting the same amount of money for wins, whatever salary across the board. Really, mm-hmm. really. It seems. It seems. Could that potentially? Because they're they're two separate entities, correct? Um, the teams are, but they both fall fall under U.S. U.S. Soccer. Mm-hmm. So it's one body. 
overhead of both teams mm-hmm. that kind of has is in charge of them, even though they're two separate teams. So take male, female of it, just like any company. Let's say one branch is not bringing in enough money to cover their costs. So whatever widget mm-hmm. they're selling, this widget costs more than they're actually selling it for. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, this widget costs more or it brings in more money than they're actually selling it for. Mm-hmm. And they bring those two widgets together and make them both the same amount. How do you feel that that overall is going to affect this company? Hmm. Yeah. Like, could it jeopardize the profitable side of things? Like, so, so let's, I, like, well, let's I, just be frank. Like, sure. could the women's side of things affect the men's side of things by taking that money and pushing over to the women's side? Because the women doesn't, they don't bring in that amount of money, right? No, I think that's the argument is that the U.S. women's, even though they're much more successful than the men, mm-hmm. and you would think that the success drives like attendance and like merchandise sales. Yeah, and you would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe those things aren't selling. I mean, I don't know what a U.S. women's national team jersey costs compared to a men's. They're roughly around $70 or somewhere around there, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But of being a male sport, it's going to make more money than the women's. Just because the women, I don't think, are playing in as big of stadiums. They're not drawing as big as, you know, as many fans. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that it's always going to be the male-dominated sport's going to, or, you know, the male sport's probably going to bring in more. Yeah. Yeah, you just wonder if, like, some of these... I mean, I think they're very admirable fights. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's some, there's merit to what's being said and what they're fighting for. But there's always that other side of the coin. Yeah. Quite literally with this, like the other side of the coin, like, so we got to pull this money from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And is that going to jeopardize the sport in general because of pulling and transferring money into another pocket, you know? Mm-hmm. Because now you're putting money into a pocket that doesn't fill back up. You're just constantly, you know, sure. it has a hole in it. Basically, it's like flooding yeah, out, you know, a little bit. And I know I'm I'm using bad analogies because it makes it into a negative connotation. It, it's not like I'm not saying they're worthless. No, I'm just saying that I just think that what they were thinking is based on their success and like mm-hmm. winning World Cups, winning tournaments, and all this oh, thing. Absolutely, to, that they deserved more than that what they were getting mm-hmm. you know that's yeah yeah and i see that i mean you hate to see something like that i mean it's not often that you see one country's team or another not putting down women's sports but sure. it's not you don't see them being more successful than a mm-hmm. male dominates for like you look at national teams it's like yeah yeah, like hockey, pretty level. U.S. and men's national mm-hmm. team hockey teams are pretty level. Like they're both winning. Same yeah, thing with Canada. You know, it's just really a weird situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and I can see that. I mean, I know there's a lot of those issues that weigh into the league, and especially women's events and stuff. So I'm not being callous. I understand no. there's history that causes a lot of this stuff. Yeah, but where's that line? You know, know. and and sometimes when you push something that is not ready you can do damage yeah you know instead of letting it happen but then again how long have we just let it happen and not pushed it you know Mm -hmm. so i think on the flip side like some of these things have to happen now we'll get back to disc golf like some of these things have to happen like we have to push the money in we have to push the broadcast in because if we don't then how do you build the audience how do you bring the money right you know so it's the same thing like in a shop like you have to you have to put money into something in order for it to grow. So yeah. like I, you have to put money into advertisement that may or may not ever come back to you. That's true. But it gives you that exposure. You know, so something that I haven't noticed, it's, so, I mean, we're getting on with this, but. No, um, it's a good topic. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> like watching the Disc Golf Pro Tour, like DGN and everything, mm-hmm. you only, like, I know that, you know, Barbasol has recently come on for sponsor, uh, Johnsonville has mm-hmm. been a sponsor for a while. I haven't seen any just women-specific uh, sponsorships coming in, like, dur- or, you know, commercials or anything mm-hmm. during, you know, FPO at all. Like, you don't see any of those commercials, like, geared towards women. It's always just, like, disc golf manufacturers, maybe showing women more during that yeah. segment, you know, but nothing specific. Like, yeah, yeah. Throw pink. That's the only thing I can really think of. But you don't see... 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, in a lot of sponsorships, aside from maybe Barbersol, because I haven't heard the backstory of Barbersol, and I haven't heard the backstory of Johnsonville, like how they got in. Right. But you think of anything else. Or Bushnell. Well, yeah, so the the story behind Bushnell and the story behind, like, Grip Sick, or, yeah, Grip Six, and the story behind, I'm trying to think of some other ones that came in. Um, But the reason why they came in is because they had this really big driving force within their company that liked disc golf. So they did it as kind of more of a passion project or a charity project. that makes sense. Johnsonville and Barbersall, I'm not sure where that comes from. You know, and it was, those first two didn't do it because there was money in it. The first two did it because there was a passion in it. Um, So we'll see where, wow, that was weird. So we'll see where... You know, Barbersall, and like, I can't wait till someone can talk to somebody that made those decisions. Yeah, and to have those conversations. Maybe I'll reach out and see if I can figure <laughs> figure out. But, um, but I think that's, I think just in general, women specific or not, I just think you got to see that return. Like Adidas, put their little toe in, or Terex, excuse me, put their little toe right. in. Yeah, they pulled it out immediately. Yeah, in one season, and that was it. I mean. And they stopped sponsoring people. I mean, they just got out because there's no return on what they were putting into it. Mm. You know, like that 25 G's that they spent to sponsor a course. Or I don't remember the, uh, who's the um, clothing company that sponsored Paul? Do you remember he signed like an exclusive, like um, a parallel deal for like this year, last year? I don't remember. It was a golf company, I think. But okay. I don't know if they still are doing that or not. I yeah I don't, I don't even know I, I, I remember him I remember the commercial we were talking about because I remember well it wasn't a commercial but he was kind of talking about mm-hmm. it and I remember hearing about that but yeah I don't know I mean because a lot of these people they kind of did dump their feet in there and then they're like man this is not worth it and they pull right back yeah. out you know and I think that's due to the stereotype or not the stereotype the the historical factor of disc golf disc golfers are very protective of their own mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so they don't want to really support anybody until they know whether you're authentic i mean think about brody smith coming into the sport everybody was so down on Brody. he's just in it for the views he's just yeah. in it you know now they understand he was in it for because he liked the game but in the very beginning like people were like you shouldn't be here we don't want that type of stuff your attitude's not welcome and now he's actually kind of trending some of these things on in disc golf like he's making changes in disc golf because of who he is so, yeah. but anyways, um, so what was that? Where we're going? We were just talking about oh, money. <laughs> Tatar, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, so, but that's awesome. So Tatar sets the single season. Waisaki followed right behind and yeah. swats it down with another two grand. Um, so Waisaki made a ton of money this year, and that should just about cover his losses in Bitcoin. <laughs> Maybe he cashed out right away. I, I don't know, probably not. But. I doubt it. Um, you know, hey, it'll go back. But oh man, like I bet you that is not as much money as he lost in Bitcoin. Because oh. what he took two hundred fifty G's in Bitcoin. Is that what it was? Oh yeah, something like as that. as their signing bonus. Yeah, and then and he got that. What's that? It was probably January is when he got it. It was late January because he signed in the early January. I think so. And it was like in the 50s at that point, I would assume somewhere around in there. Somewhere. <laughs> and it's at like 19 right now or 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. Some, I haven't looked in a while. I haven't either. But it's in the teens now. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> so you think that he probably so lost. so ridiculous. 120 grand. It's <laughs> a lot of money. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. So um, yeah, so Waisaki, his winnings covers his losses. <laughs> and Tatar is just killing it. I mean... I, I'm super happy for her. I can't wait to see what she does next year, and hopefully she continues this. And I heard an interesting thing that someone compared Tatar to Sexton, and if she doesn't start playing more aggressive, all these players are going to pass them, pass her. Oh, I heard that too. I don't. I don't get it. I don't either. I couldn't follow that line of thought. Yeah, but you know, you look at Paige and how aggressive <laughs> she plays, mm-hmm. and. She wasn't really that close. No, 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 no. No, she wasn't this. Well, there was, what, one or two seasons she was this dominant? Yeah. But not on this level. Like, this is never off podium dominant. Like, no one's ever done that. No. Well, at least that I know of. Wasn't there a season where Katrina did it? Possibly. I think maybe she did it. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get into player of the year debate. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure it won't be as, as contentious as our last topic. Um Player of the Year is still being held by Paul and Paige, yes. according to points. Yep. And pretty handedly. So 
Paul is up by what? About 60 points? 95. <laughs> 95 points. Wait, no. Yes, 95. He's almost, yeah. Um, he's played four more events than Ricky. Mm-hmm. And then Paige has played three more events than Kristen. Six less wins, but he's, she's got one more, or four, lo- four less wins than mm-hmm. Kristen. Mm-hmm. Um, one more major victory. So that's kind of the, I guess that's kind of the deciding factor is that mm-hmm. maybe that major win. <laughs> but head to head, correct me if I'm wrong, Kristen is up on page five to two. Yeah. So out of the seven the events they played, she's won. She's finished better than Paige in five of them. No, no, all five of them. I'm sorry. She, Kristen is up on. Kristen is up on Paige five to two. Okay. So yeah. in seven events they've played, Kristen has won five, mm. and Paige has won two. Yeah. That they've both been at. But they've both been. Paige's wins were both. <clears throat> Oh no, Kristen didn't play European because she was uh, she was out. She was out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, forgot about that. So out of the three losses that, or three wins that Paige has, Tatar wasn't at two of them. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. And Tatar never finished off podium. Nope. So her average finish was like one point seven three. I think is what I saw. <laughs> Paige's average finish was like, I think it was outside the top ten. Was it really? Wow. If not, it was at least six. Okay. So I can't remember exactly what it was because I was kind of going over it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I guess for me, I don't know how you give the win to Paige Pierce. It's all points related. But <laughs> that's, that's the, it's a flawed system. Yeah, it is. I mean, because there's no way that she was a better player than Paige this year. Oh, no. Or that she wasn't a better player than Paige this year. Yeah. Um, Wysocki and Macbeth... You could probably make the argument, a really soft argument that probably wouldn't hold any water at all, that Paul is, but how can you deny Waisaki? Yeah. I, don't I just don't get that either. You know, and I'm a huge Paul fan. Like, yeah. I don't see how Paul has it. It's just the eye test. Yeah. You know, Paul's got worlds, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ricky doesn't have any majors. Yeah. So. Well, he had the tour championship. Yeah. That's had, the only thing. But. Right. But that really, it's an elite series, but does that count? Like, I don't 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 know. I don't think it does. I I don't think it does either. I think all that's decided after the world championships. Mm -hmm. And then you just move on to the pro tour championships. And that's just something totally different. Like, it seems like those points are decided before this technical, technically end of the season that's happened. But wait, there's more because there's there's still the two silver series that are left this year. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's so strange. It is. but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind seeing more disc golf. Like that's good. Mm-hmm. It's just weird the way they're figuring out all these pinnacle, you know, awards for things. Like, yeah, it just the the mentality behind it makes no sense, and the fact that the governing body has a stranglehold on deciding who is mm-hmm. is a bit strange to me. Like, why is there no, like you said, that that eye test? Why is there no fan or media or some sort of factor that plays in there Mm -hmm. like but who knows you know maybe they'll make both of them tie this year again yeah and i don't know there'll be four player of the years (laughs) like who knows four players can you imagine if page and tatar tie again or they give it to page and then everybody freaks out about tatar i think that's why they came up with the point system (laughs) Well, like, there was wait. a point system before. Yeah. But they the weightings were crazy because, like, even, like, C-tiers and stuff were weighted. Oh. And then they took those out. Yeah. So um, so that's why you don't see a lot of people going going home and playing, like, C-tiers and stuff like that yeah. anymore because yeah. it doesn't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, it's it's goofy. I So the likelihood is, is that Paul and Paige are going to take home player of the year. Yeah. I don't honestly think either of them earned it, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Um, now I may be completely off base by saying that, but I don't think they did. Uh, no, I think even Paige would admit that she she has. She says she's not. I think she would agree that she's she's already admitted she's not the best in the world. She's right. going to admit that she's not shouldn't be probably a player of the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she'll say that she maybe she'll say she earned it based on points, but 
she probably would say it doesn't feel like it. No, no. Well, because wasn't that kind of her argument when Katrina got it and then she ended up getting the co-player of the year because there was a big fuss about, well, you know, the points, the points yeah. don't matter. It was about, you know. Right. And then they did the head-to-head comparisons. And then obviously Paige should have actually probably won it by sight yeah. that year. But they ended up sharing it, mm-hmm. you know. So, um yeah, so we'll see. I, I'm I'm excited to see the drama that's going to come out of that because I like talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So big money skins at Eagle Crossing. So I'm excited about seeing this. I just watched in the shop today, last year's. Well, it was just earlier this year. Oh yeah, it was earlier this year. Yeah, it happened in uh, end of end of April. I think. Yeah, it sure was, because Brody was there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, oh, it was Brody. Scott Stokely. Uh, Simon replaced Ricky. I think Ricky was supposed to do it, and then Eagle. Yeah. Someone dropped out. Stokely, I think Macbeth was supposed to be there as well, because I know there was a couple dropouts, because I know Eagle dropped out, and Simon picked up one of them, and then Brody picked up. I thought Calvin was in it. Maybe it Calvin, Calvin was. Okay. He was in it. So it was, it was Calvin, Stokely, Simon, and Brody. Okay. Were the four. Sure. So, but this is 64 players. Yeah. Or and I heard it was like 96. Is it? And then they're pairing it down to 48. Oh, is it 96, 48? Okay. Having, I thought it was 64, 32. Playing. Must be Friday. Okay. And that's points based. Mm-hmm. And it's based on like. Birdies, Eagles, like you get so many points based on that, mm-hmm. and that's gonna go on, go down to. So that's 48. not a true skins the play in. No, the true okay. skins doesn't begin till Saturday, mm-hmm. and mean, that's down to sixteen at that point or forty-eight or oh, forty-eight. Okay, I, I don't remember what the deal is, but yeah, they're paring it down like taking half or whatever. Um, yeah, it's really it's kind of a weird format. Yeah, something I like hadn't heard of. I wonder if the owner's gonna let his dog run around again. <laughs> Maybe that was such a weird thing. Like they're playing for all this huge money, and they just got this dog, like like right behind people. And I remember mm-hmm. Heimberg had a basically it was a putt to seal the deal, and the dog just comes trotting up right behind him <laughs> as he's setting up for this putt and like crunching on leaves and stuff. Sure. And so, um, yeah, the, I I'm excited to see it. Like I'm excited. I like the format of the skins because it makes it a possibility that truly anybody can win. Oh yeah. So it's fun right. to watch. That is fun to watch. I like how they mic'd everybody up mm-hmm. last year or earlier this year, I mm-hmm. guess. Oh, my goodness. So I'm excited to hopefully they do something if they're going to have a final card or whatever yeah, to determine. It, it'll be weird, interesting to see it because um, it's going to be live. Okay. Right? So because I think I had heard an interview where one of the guys from GK um the finale, like the when Stokely won, it was kind mm-hmm. of spoiled because it had come out before the coverage had actually come out, and so they're working with some outside company that's um, going to be putting on that does live events and stuff. So they're working with them to actually put it out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It'll be interesting, like if they're going to be able to jump through cards or you know because like they don't relatively they don't really have a huge team to Mm -hmm. do jump between cards and everything so it'll be interesting that um i know it's like 15 bucks i think to watch it yeah yeah it's a pay-per-view i saw behind a paywall so and it's only for the two days it's only for saturday and sunday Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean if i wasn't busy working and then we have the tournament sunday yeah i'd definitely consider buying it Mm -hmm. i think it'd be fun to watch um kind of bummed that it's well yeah i mean Kind of bummed that it's only MPO and no FPO players were mm-hmm. invited. Maybe they could have like shrunk the field and had FPO and MPO. Well, and, I don't know. and with skins, I, I think all of the FPO players, like the top FPO players, could have been in the running because it's just sure. one hole. I mean, if two tie, all tie on the hole. Oh, yeah, and that's then, a good point. So I think skins, I mean, it's, it's a very appropriate place to truly mix divisions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not the whatever. Yeah, I just know that there's like a hundred thousand dollars, like to overall, all prize, like all money, and then the winner gets fifty grand. Where are they getting this money from? The owner. So, but he just dropped like fifteen grand or something like that mm-hmm. in the one previous. So apparently, what I had heard is that they were going to 
he originally it was just gonna be fifty grand, mm-hmm. and they wanted to bring in some like outside sponsors and everything. And the owner was like, "Nope, I don't want any like signage. I don't want anything on the property except for." I just wanted that people to be able to concentrate on disc golf, whatever they see. He just wants the course to be the course, the course. Okay. So he himself has donated another 50 grand to the prize. Wow. And in this, like whatever it is, million, couple million dollar, it's 400 acres. Yeah. It's a couple million dollars. Jeez. Course, and he's planning on putting some kind of like lodge in or something. Well, that's good for him. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's that's crazy. I mean, he's, always, he's got a clubhouse there and everything, but he built the course in mind, like I think we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. like being able to get cameras in there and like yeah. just have it be accessible to anybody that's there or coverage, whatever it is. Yeah, and every every time because there's been three, though this will be the third one. Yeah, GK Pro did one, just them one time, like mm-hmm. in between tour stops, and then they did the first Big Money Skins, and now they're doing this one. Yeah, um, and so every yeah. time you see the course, it is. Phenomenal, right? And the changes they're making. Yeah, I mean, you always see differences. I can't, I can't wait till it becomes an established stop. Yeah, you know, because I think it will be. But he's got to put bids in for, you know, you got to put a bid in for on the tour, you know, any major. So we'll see. I think if he has an issue with signs and banners and stuff like that, uh, it's going to be hard to push in there if that's truly one of his concerns. Uh, Yeah, that'll be difficult. That's what I'd heard. Yeah, is that he's got something not like. Something get not. I don't know if it's really against sponsorship, but maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Something weird like that. Yeah, maybe it's uh, the purity of the sport or something like that. Maybe. He's trying not to taint, taint it or something. But like who knows? It's crazy what he's been able to accomplish in two years from mm-hmm. like just turning on you you know YouTube watching during COVID to all of a sudden be like, yeah, I'm going to drop a couple million dollars to make this the best yeah. course in the country. Yeah, <laughs> and from what I am hearing, it is the best course in the country, uh, in the world potentially. You know, I mean, I think you can talk about Yarva and things like yeah. that, but um, I just don't think enough. You know, it's pay to play. Mm-hmm. I just don't think enough people have been there to experience it outside of. I mean, yeah. I'm sure maybe people like it's definitely a destination place, right? Right. And then I heard it, potentially it's like thirty five dollars around twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Yeah, twenty five for the day. Yeah, um, for the day. So that's that's so, decent. Yeah, I, I think I think disc golfers just need to get beyond that. Like, if it is worth it, like, sure, you can go play municipal courses all day long. Oh yeah, and you can deal with the trash. You can deal with like unmanicured fairways. You can deal with all these things, or you can go to a pay to play course, and it's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like phenomenal. Like just from what I've heard and everything that I'm reading and any interaction I've ever heard from somebody is like, it's beautiful. Like there's not a blade of grass out of place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can't, I'm really going to try my hardest to get down there as soon as I possibly can just to try it and yeah. see what it's like. But like for me, 25 bucks, absolutely worth it. You yeah. know, to play the best course I've ever played in my life, Right. you know, and that 25 bucks is not a lot. No, like, it's not. Don't buy a disc. Yeah. There you go. You sure. know, <laughs> it's, it's. It's a trade-off. Like, you want to play the best course you've ever played in your life or buy another rock, you know? (laughs) So. Oh, man. But, oh, it's just me. You know, I'm curious to hear the opinions of pros who haven't been there before. What Or maybe, who knows, maybe people have stopped there in between, you know, like Jonesboro or going something. But I know there's, you know, a few that have played it a couple times. I know definitely Simon's Mm -hmm. played it couple times because he did a vlog there yeah, yeah. um eagle's been there yeah there's been a handful of people and nico's gonna be at this one right i think so i think he's yeah. there yeah um and then you know with the with the otv skins they're always like giving each other a hard time mm-hmm. you know miking everybody up you know yeah. razzing each other and you know what do you do when there's big money on the line. Like, well, know, there was last year, and they were still razzing yeah, each other. So hopefully that's still yeah. still a thing. And that was uh, who was it that was doing the emceeing? Um, Is it Luke Humphreys? It was Luke Humphreys. Yeah, and he he's, was phenomenal. He's awesome. I yeah, love him. He was good, and he was appropriate the stuff. Like when Brody missed that, it was like a fifteen or twenty foot putt for basically the win, mm-hmm. um, and it would have at least put him into. A question. He all he needed was like one more to win. You know, sure. it was one of those deals. 
And he like doinked it. And he was like, why are we not harassing him right now? You know, <laughs> then the crowd started messing yeah. with him and heckling him. So, yeah. So I'm excited to see it. I, I'm not going to pay for it. Um, you know, cause Saturday and Sunday we have the tournaments yeah, and yeah. I, so I'm not going to pay for it. I, I'm hoping that they release it at one point. I'm know, sure down on the road YouTube. they will. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll see the results. We're going to do all that mm-hmm. stuff, but I'm not a good kid. And I think from what I heard, uh, like a VIP pass is, a $150 for, and then you get parking and mm-hmm. There's some other stuff thrown in there as well okay. along with that price. Yeah, those are, I mean, those are high dollars. I mean, you talk about pay-per-view, um, man, like, that's a lot of money, 15 bucks. Like, well, But, I mean, what were we paying for USDGC before it was included in disc golf? I don't know, like 10 or 15 or something like that. Yeah, so, I don't know. As for the whole weekend. But, you know, I mean, there, there's some prestige behind that. But even still, well, that was. That's a good point. You know, like you're just playing for money here. You're not paying for it. I mean, you have the big money, you know, big skins title, I guess, like yeah. to go with it. But really, you're just paying for the money. There's nothing but else if I, to it. If I hadn't said who won, would you honestly know who won last? Yeah, from like, because I'd see it on, yeah, saw it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. That's how I kind of knew. And that's really it. I mean, it's not a title he carries around, no. it's nothing that's going to stick with him. I right. Mean, he did a cool thing. He donated a bunch of money, yeah. he did all that stuff. Yeah. But, if I wouldn't have said Scott Stokely won, I bet you half of our listeners probably wouldn't have known who won, if not yeah, more, know. you know. Yeah. But nevertheless, I, I it's still a lot. I mean, even with USCGC, like, it's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot it of money. Is. And the only reason I did is because I knew it was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I did it, like, that day. And it was also the USCGC rock that I did. But I did it that day just because I knew, like, I was like, man, this is this is really close. And, mm-hmm. But I thought it was going to be Vinny and so I thought it was going to be Calvin Heimberg and Paul. Oh, and then yeah. it ended up being Conrad and yeah. Paul, you know. So, um, but I was glad I did. I'm glad I had it for that one. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited. No, that was Worlds. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Which one was it that? I don't remember. But anyways, so. Um, all right. So we don't have a listener bag analysis. So we don't have anything to go there. And I don't think we officially ever got a question. No. So mm. do you have anything? Man, you know what's funny is I like think of things and then I get here and I'm like, I can't think of it. You need to put them in your notes. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, I think I wrote one down. Speaking of notes. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the meantime, so we got a, um, the Kaleidoscope judges are coming out. We also have Cloud Breakers and Full Tilt in. And then we also have the Freddy Krueger Wizards. So speaking of big money, um, mm. we have the Freddy Krueger Wizards that came in. We have them in SS, SSSSS, and 4S. So 4S. Silly, silly stupid, stupid, super soft. I don't yeah. know. Like <laughs> um, uh, nope, I don't. Okay. That's too bad. I thought I thought I wrote it down. I think what I did is I went in and then I started like, I noticed I had a bunch of random notes. <laughs> so then I started deleting notes and then I just forgot to go back in. So, oh, well, nevertheless. Um, so with all that said, I think that's about mm-hmm. it. I think we made a pretty decent under an hour. Well, whoa. <laughs> if we end it within an one minute and 45 seconds, we're under an hour. So... There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. I think uh, the only thing we're waiting for is your OnlyFans. Well, I don't have anything, any updates <laughs> right now. We were just talking a little bit before about some things that we could do for like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But. So if we tier this OnlyFans, what would you like to see? That is your responsibility to get back to us. I mean, obviously, we're not going to, like, you can't see JP's. Oh, dear God. Toe. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking, like, toes, toes. one tier is just, hey, we like you guys. The second tier is, like, hey, we like you guys, but you should give me something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like socks. And then the next tier should be, like, like, we like you guys, but I want socks and a D. And then, you know, like, the next tier is... <laughs> You know, like I want dirty socks. Dirty, and a D. Dirty socks. 
<laughs> Give me your use. <laughs> Worn by. Yeah. So let us know. We'll break them in for you. <laughs> yeah. What's appropriate? Um, and the what we would do with this, I don't know if we've ever really truly had this discussion, but it would just basically be used to make the podcast and right. things better, right? Equipment, whatever. Yeah. And then doing like special stamps for guys, for us, and sure. selling them, doing that type of stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. It's like, it's I mean, all that's. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's basically all it would be, you know, and we'd have to like get manicures and pedicures for the camera and <laughs> things like that. So. <laughs> so outside of that, keep it subpar. Oh, I was oh, just going to say, if you're coming up to the fall oh, yeah. classic this weekend, me might be, well, I'm playing in it, mm-hmm. but she might be around too. I will be around both yeah. days for sure. I'm playing in doubles. Sad, Sunday, I gave up my spot because we were on a wait list. And I figured it would be probably appropriate to let other people play since I've played that course many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I really want to play, um, it's probably best that I don't. Sure. So um, I would rather have someone else come up and play. So hit us up. If you see us, say hey. Tell us if you hate us or love us. Well, yeah. just... Be gentle. Yeah, you can, yeah, be gentle. Be gentle. <laughs> no physical contact, <laughs> except for with JP. All right. Great. Peace.